This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. At the Turn is brought to you by Vice Golf. Vice is a German company that makes premium quality golf balls for half the premium price. The Pro and Pro Plus were awarded a gold medal on Golf Digest's annual hot list, making Vice the only small company to win the magazine's highest award. Use the promo code TURN when you check out at vicegolf.com to get free shipping. That's promo code TURN. Golf balls shouldn't cost more than the round of drinks afterwards. What's your vice? This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. I am Joe. Nick is with me. And Nick, this is the first time we're going to start an episode of At The Turn by saying Tiger Woods won a PGA Tour event today. He takes home the Tour Championship. Joe, I only have one thing to say to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's cause for celebration. Um, My goodness, Tiger Woods. His first win since 2013, like, we didn't know if this day was going to come, and as of, like, yesterday afternoon, I was like, oh, Tiger's going to win a golf tournament tomorrow, and this has been <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, let's kind of back up for a second before we get into what happened today. It is not that long ago where we were excited about Tiger playing a PGA Tour event excited about Tiger making a cut, excited about him being in contention. And for him to put it all together so quickly and not just win an event, but I know he ultimately only won by a couple shots, but he was in control of this event from the start. And when Tiger Woods was in his prime, this is what he did. He got out to a big lead. He slammed the door. There was never really any doubt that he would win the golf tournament. There was maybe a little bit of doubt Midway through the back nine, uh, he had a scary moment hitting uh, a long shot over the water on a par three. But other than that, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was yeah, going mean, to win the I, tour championship. I think he was, he never had less than a two shot lead. Like, they were in like, obviously, you, you know, there's not a lot of trouble on 18. Like, if you need to make a par on 18 to win, like, that's not really that big of a deal. Um, 
and I, you know, I felt like he made bogeys, but he had he had bogeys to spend, so it was really not that big of a deal. So I never really felt like he wasn't going to win. Um, yeah, yesterday. So after the thirty-six hole lead, I started like looking into some scenarios and like, oh my goodness, Tiger Woods in good position. And then yesterday, Saturday, I had like one of our busiest days of work all year. So I was like, didn't didn't see anything all day. And then somebody, I was at a like a soccer game, and somebody running the scoreboard was like. Oh, Tiger Woods is having a great day. And I'm like, oh my God, he's gonna win. <laughs> like he's got a multiple shot lead on the back nine. And I'm like, wow, Tiger Woods is gonna win. And um, yeah, today started off with that birdie on one. I was in the car with my wife and I was driving and she was reading the the Tiger Tracker tweets and all the replies to the tweets, and it was like, she's like, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what is what does walks in his birdie putt mean? I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> good it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, man, what an awesome day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been so long since he's been in this position that all the stats that we were so used to seeing throughout Tiger Prime, his winning percentage when leading after 54 holes, all these sorts of things. I mean, I didn't necessarily forget them, but it was just kind of crazy to be reminded of them. Tiger Woods coming into today was a 95% winner when he had the lead outright going into the final round. So this is 43 out of 45 times Tiger Woods has had the lead by himself. He's closed the door. Joe, it, I, I don't know if you have this number or not to put you on the spot, but people will say like, that's easy. Of course you had the 54 hole lead. Of course you should win. But do you have the stat, like what the tour averages? Cause it's like, I don't know, somewhere between 45 and 55%. I want to say it's, Certainly below 50%. Um, it may be close to it, but yeah. It's one of those stats where if you look at the tour average and then you look at Tiger, there is a huge difference. So it is pretty remarkable. He's 24 of 24 when leading by three shots or more after three rounds. And again, it's another stat where are like, oh, well, most tour golfers probably close those out. And they probably do close most of them out. They don't close out 24 of 24, though. <laughs> yeah. Um... Most of them aren't Tiger Woods. No, man. I mean, we're now at a spot where it's not hyperbolic to say Tiger Woods is the hottest player in the world. I got this stat from Justin Ray, who's just we 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 talk about him a bunch. He's the best Twitter follow for golf facts. Tiger Woods has not shot a score worse than 73 since the first round of the US Open. His scoring average since the PGA is 67.6. That is that's insane. That's insane. And when Tiger, that, that first part of that tweet, I'm assuming this is a tweet, um, I think is most indicative of where he's at because he, you know, when he started his comeback, he would have one or two or three good rounds, but he always had, it seemed to have like that 75 in there. When he was at his prime, he turned his worst rounds into something around par, or maybe a couple under. And so basically what we're saying is, Nothing worse than 73 since the start of June, basically. He's not having that bad, that bad round isn't costing him, isn't taking him out of contention in tournaments. No, and it's remarkable. He was ranked over 1,000. Certainly, I mean, the first tournament he played in this comeback was the Hero World Challenge. That was December of 17. And he was ranked over 1,000 at that point. He was 21 in the world coming into this tournament. I don't know if they put out projections yet. We're recording this right after. It's like an hour after Tiger won. 
but he's going to be in the top 15 because the tour championship field is so strong close to the top 10. Um, we'll get to the Ryder cup a little bit later on in the show, but boy, team USA is going to be feeling pretty good about their <laughs> squad right now. What an awesome time right now. Tiger just won uh, Ryder cups coming up. Yeah. Like you said, his world ranking is going to be the best it's been in a really long time. Uh, I thought it was really cool to see. Like, I know you, we talked about this Tiger Woods book and uh, I'm like halfway through it right now. I know I'm a little bit slow, um, but like how at the start of his career, he was like programmed to be just like a cold blooded killer. And then to see him get emotional after this win and like be a human being. And like, after everything he's gone through, uh, I thought that was really awesome. And like my wife was like starting to get emotional, like watching him talk and like give his interview after, uh, you know, after he fin- after he sealed the deal, so it was uh, that was an awesome moment. I thought. I mean, to see the throngs of fans start running onto the fairway and like flanking him and surrounding him, and they were chanting "Tiger." The tournament wasn't even over, and I mean, this is behavior that you really only see at the British Open from like the 1970s. This really doesn't exist anymore, and for everyone to do it, the pictures are just incredible. I mean, there are thousands of people around him. They talk about selling thousands of tickets yesterday going into today and we're talking you know we're in late september it's football season that's georgia and they're most interested in (laughs) golf the impact of tiger is just second to none this is just incredible for the game the game is in you know such a great place right now it sounds so trite to say but it really is you have all these young players you have the best player in history coming back showing potential signs of dominance it's just I could not be more excited right now. <laughs> so how far we've come in the last 12 months where like to, to take it back to you, you're mentioning uh, his world ranking. Like every Monday people would, all the, all the golf media would tweet Tiger Woods world ranking 1276 right behind, you know, some Joe Schmo that nobody's ever heard of. Like probably not even a professional. Um, <laughs> now he's right back up there. Um, yeah, dude, this is awesome. It's it's really good. I want to get to more uh, Tiger stuff, obviously. Um, but real quick, yeah. I want to I do a quick quick diversion if we can. You can bring Justin Rose into this thing. I don't want to talk about Justin Rose. Okay, Congratulations. Right. He won the FedEx yeah. Cup. He played bad and won the FedEx Cup. Really cool. So yeah. I want to talk about Rory. Another mm. terrible Sunday for Rory. I was so jacked. Rory made a bird. I think he birdied couple holes down the stretch on Saturday to get himself in the final group. So it's all right. Here we go. Rory Tiger final pairing. And by the sixth hole, Rory was totally out of the picture. He was irrelevant all day today. It was just like the Masters all over again. Um, Man, I, don't, I, I honestly, I don't know what to say to that no. because so I was watching um, like Tiger Tracker. So I like if you follow Tiger Tracker, like it's literally only Tiger, and like maybe once an hour he'll give like perception, like give perspective on where he is, like on the leaderboard. But really, it's just like all about Tiger. I did see that he like made a double bogey early on, um, and then when I turned on, when I got to like the back nine and I turned on coverage, um, they were only showing Rory because he was playing with Tiger, not because he was in contention. So um, I don't know, man. Do you think uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what he does at the Ryder Cup? It always scares me when a really prestigious player starts playing bad before the Ryder Cup because I feel like they're just going to turn it on and get like on fire <laughs> for the for the cup. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I would say in Rory's case, he probably views the Ryder Cup differently than he does 
individual tournaments. So I don't think it should really play into how he's going to play at the Ryder Cup. It's just another opportunity for Rory to have a, you know, a big win. And he was unable to do it. And he was paired with his idol three shots down to start the day. It's definitely not an easy spot, but he shot, I think, like a 75 today. It's a par 70 out there. So he played really poorly. If he, if he, you know, Tiger only, I think Tiger shot one over today. So if Rory shot a 66, 67, he wins the golf tournament. And look, there wasn't a lot of low numbers out there. I think Billy Horschel had the best round of the day, like five or six under, and he ended up finishing second. Um, but I was just surprised that Rory wasn't more of a factor than just, you know, being Tiger's playing partner, which is all of it was. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know, Joe. Enough about Rory. Let's <laughs> yeah, get back to Tiger. Um, I wanted to ask you, so coming into today, like I, I kind of figured he's going to win the tournament. I only cared about the result of the FedEx Cup for like the 45 minutes where Tiger looked like he had a pretty good chance of winning it. <laughs> and then when like you saw Justin Rose, was, all he needed to do was basically what birdie the last hole, which was you, you knew he had a good chance of doing that. I really didn't care that Tiger wasn't going to win that. I thought it would be cool if he did, but it really doesn't bother me one bit. Um, do you care about the FedEx Cup champion at all? It's manufactured excitement. It's not real. You can't make someone who is three over par for the day and having to squeak out a birdie on 18. Like the way they always say, oh, for $10 million, for 10 Justin Rose is worth like $400 million. Like <laughs> it's not like he's a broke person and he gets $10 million or nothing. Like there's no real impact from a fan's perspective. It matters just to the players, the amount of money that they win. We, we talk about this. The amount of money is irrelevant. They could play for $100 million, and it wouldn't make a difference to me. Tiger Woods won the golf tournament. If he won the FedEx Cup, like you say, that would have been fun, but it, it, it makes no difference to me either way. And it shows I, what a fraud the FedEx Cup is that the person who wins it can shoot 73 and win the darn thing. It, it's yeah. so like all, he, all he's got to do is finish in a three-way tie for fifth, which I think is exactly what he did. But I think the most telling thing for me is they kept cutting to the studio to show like the FedEx Cup projections, and it's like a freaking rocket scientist, and he's got like this big like touchscreen TV, and there's like all these tabs in the bottom with like scenario one, scenario two, scenario three, scenario four, and it's like, guys, if Justin Johnson misses this putt. <laughs> this is the scenario we're going to have. <laughs> it's like Tiger Woods right on top and then he misses the putt and it's like Tiger Woods is on top and then somebody else, like Justin Rose makes the birdie and it's just, it's just like the the algorithms that go into it to like just figure out who's going to do what when there's only like three guys still on the course playing I think just shows how absurd their system is and it's only going to get more absurd. <laughs> and I know NBC is contractually obligated to show all the scenarios and, and go through the whole the the motions of making it seem like it actually matters, but I would way rather see Tiger Woods walking down a fairway, like just <laughs> doing nothing than hear about any FedEx cup scenario. I just don't want to hear it. I don't care. Show me Tiger Woods. That's literally the only reason I tuned in was to watch Tiger Woods. Yeah. The crowd, the crowd today was so awesome. Like just watching them funnel around him. Like you said, I mean, a couple minutes ago, just on that 18th hole, just, the insanity was it was a whole nother level of of tigerness, and I think 2019 is going to be wild, Joe. Yeah, and I guess just a final thought on on today before maybe we start looking ahead for Tiger is it's it's a Sunday afternoon during football season. Um, 
everything on Twitter is Tiger Woods. No one cares about NFL football right now. They're talking about golf in September, and that's just the Tiger Woods effect. It's what he does. It's awesome. I, I told my wife he made that birdie putt on, on the first hole. And I was driving, and uh, my wife was was like, like I said, she was on Twitter, and I was like, all right, I was like, all right, Ashley, just go on my go on my feed, like get off the Tiger Tracker like account specifically, just go on my feed, like find a video of him making the putt. I want to hear the roar. She's like, how am I going to find it? I'm like, just trust me, it'll be there. And she goes, and it was right there. And I'm like, oh my god, just to hear that birdie roar on one was like incredible. Okay, do you want to get a little nuts and start talking about Tiger beating Jack? Yeah, I love that. Like, this is the first thing that your mind went to. Like, okay, Tiger won. Like, now what? This, the sky's the limit. Like, this, this guy has no end in sight of, of as far as like what he thinks he's capable of. And so, the first thing he thought of is like, what are the next 24 major championship venues and what is his history there? So, you want to go into this a little bit? Yeah. So, real quick. I won't belabor this too much, but I started doing some math. So Tiger Woods is going to be 43 when the next PGA Tour season starts in Kapalua. Forget all the stuff in the fall. It's it's garbage. It doesn't really count that much. Tiger Woods has 80 PGA Tour wins. Sam Snead has 82. So Tiger needs three to beat Sam Snead. We'll figure he'll probably do that at some point. Can Tiger get to 100 PGA Tour wins? Here we go. Whoa, so, what? <laughs> so Tiger Woods played 18 events this season, right? So let's just let's just be generous and say he averages 20 tournaments a year while he's still in his 40s. So the next seven years. So that gives him 140 possible chances to win PGA Tour events. If he wins 20 of those, Nick, he will get 100 so, PGA Tour wins. It's possible. That, that's one out of every seven. I mean, that's, that's getting a little crazy. I mean, like... <laughs> No, I mean, Tiger Woods not going to win 100 tournaments, Joe. He's not going to win 100 tournaments? Joe, I love where your head's at. I love where your head's at. Absolutely love it. We're asking Tiger to win. (laughs) Wait, one out of every seven for the next seven years? Yeah. 20 tournaments in the next seven years? He's back, baby. Let's throw all rationale out the window. Like the best season anybody's had in the last, I don't know, at least decade is five wins. And Tiger did it. And I don't know if like Adam Scott or Justin Thomas did it too, but um Thomas did it last year. Thomas had five last year. Yeah, I knew he had a lot, but five in a year is like insane. So we're asking Tiger almost to have what four a year for seven years? No, you it's know what's more right. insane? Three a year. Three a year for seven years. Ah, when you say it that way, it doesn't sound that hard. Three a year. That's twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You're gonna get to one on one. I just talked myself onto your side of the fence on this, Joe. <laughs> three a year, like that's good but it's not it's definitely doable and if anyone would be like a pga tour winner in their early 50s tell me it's not tiger woods well the thing with tiger too is like everyone says well this is the oldest person to win this is the oldest person to win a major so like that they like confine it to to that but like tiger has made a career of being the first being the youngest being you know what i mean doing the most we'll have the mo- having the most so if if anyone's gonna break those records it's gonna be tiger so um yeah, three a year for seven years. Yeah, I just kind of talked myself into it. <laughs> so the majors, he needs five to beat Jack, okay? So if we apply that same math, in his 40s, Tiger Woods will have 28 more major tournaments to play, if healthy, of course. Knocking on everything, if healthy. Right. So he needs to win five of the next 28 majors 
to eclipse Jack Nicholas. Now, you think that's silly. That's crazy. Now, I did some research. Here's some of the... the you did some research and found out that at one time he won four in a row. <laughs> <laughs> that did help his count. So, I'm going to go through the venues of upcoming majors. Uh, before we you go. get into this, Joe, just yeah. a huge props on uh, all your prep uh, on this today. Like you've you've got some really intricate research on here. I'm really impressed. Um, thanks for picking up the slack because I was I've been distracted all weekend. So, no, look, so hey, without further ado, <laughs> Tiger provided the inspiration. So let's start with the U.S. Open. Next year's U.S. Open, Pebble Beach, a venue Tiger's familiar with. He won the U.S. Open there by 15 shots. That was in 2000. Couple in 2021. Ago. It's going to go to Torrey Pines, arguably the course Tiger has had the most success on, site of his last major victory, the 2008 U.S. Open. Oh, and he's also won seven other PGA Tour events at Torrey Pines, the annual event they have there. So that's two U.S. Opens that Tiger's going to have a really good chance in if he's in decent form. The PGA Championship in May. This is, this is coming up in May. Yeah, this is wild. Beth Page Black is hosting the 2019 PGA Championship, site of Tiger Woods' 2002 U.S. Open victory there. And this one's a little far off. This, this, this one's a little wonky. But still, in 2024, <laughs> the PGA Championship is going to be at Valhalla. He won the 2000 PGA Championship there. So, so he'll be going for 25 years later. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> he will. <laughs> uh, and then in 2021, uh, the British Open is at St. Andrews. Tiger has won two of his British Opens there. He did it in 2000 and in 2005. And of course, the Masters, he's won that four times. He's had 11 top five finishes there in 21 career starts. That's including uh, his amateur starts there. 11 top five finishes in 21 career starts. So, Nick, when we break it down that way, while perhaps still improbable because Tiger hasn't won a major in a decade, I don't know. The last major he won, Barack Obama was still a senator from Illinois. So that was a long time ago. Wow. Um, so, but it's plausible, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joe, we've been saying this all along. Um. If we're going to enjoy the Tiger Woods comeback, like it's like that lottery ticket. Like 90% of the fun is like just letting your mind wander. Like how great could this be? <laughs> so why not? Five majors. Definitely doable. I mean, the way he's playing right now, I think he wishes that Augusta was tomorrow. <laughs> he could oh, just God. tee off in the first round of the Masters tomorrow because um, he is the hottest player in the world right now. But if he can continue to ascend at this pace that he has this season and, and be just as good or better going into next year, yeah, like, I think, let me put it this way. I think Tiger's going to win another major before Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ricky. Oh, my God. Speaking speaking of, of other golfers, you know who finished dead last in the field? I do. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. I saw that. So Who do you sad. think is the favorite in their match coming up in a couple months? These odds are getting ridiculous. I'm sure. Um, okay. Why don't we uh why don't we take a break? We'll hit the Ryder Cup. You have uh you have some fun stuff, including you got a question from uh oh Soren, uh Fairways and Freeways. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring him back into this. So cool. Let's take a little break and we'll uh, we'll get to some other grab bag stuff. All right, Joe. The other day, I went to go play some golf, and I was checking in for my tee time, and I was wearing my Vice golf hat. And the dude at the pro shop gave me a hard time. He was kind of a bitter homie. He said, "Oh, Vice golf? You wearing Vice golf? They they hate pro shops." I said, "Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah." He said, "They Vice hates pro shops. They market all their stuff and act like we have huge markups on everything." And I'm like, "Well, you know." They, you do He's like, yeah well it's not that much so um he was basically making my point that vice golf is a better place to buy your golf balls than pro shops than retail stores than big box stores really a better place to buy your golf balls than anywhere because you get it straight from the manufacturer you don't pay a middleman and if you don't want to pay shipping all you got to do is enter promo code turn at checkout and you get free shipping go to vicegolf.com get all your golf balls Use promo code TURN and get free shipping. And Joe, I think they have some pretty sweet Ryder Cup hats coming out. So uh, get your Ryder Cup hats, get your balls, get your towels, get a new get a new bag, whatever you want. Vicegolf.com, promo code TURN. Joe, Tiger Woods has his 80th career victory, and we can't celebrate too long. He's probably already on a plane over to Paris right now because it's officially Ryder Cup week um and i started thinking earlier this week like who do i want to see playing with tiger like who do i want to see like i know people make a big deal of like well it's got to be somebody whose game matches that person's game or somebody whose golf ball matches that person's golf ball like all the i know the intricacies that go into it i don't care about any of that i just want to know who your dream Ryder cup pairings are like you want to turn the tv on who do you want to see playing together for team usa well, I think the irrational answer is Tiger and Phil, but they tried that several years ago and it was a disaster and it was such a disaster. It hasn't been tried since. And I guess for that reason, I really would not want to see that pairing. I think my dream pairing for Tiger is the one that we're going to get Tiger and the scientist. I can't imagine a better scenario than Tiger playing with this up and comer young guy. He's very eccentric, has had a, has had a lot of success lately. All the, uh, young players for the Ryder cup team, the U S team were there to greet tiger and, and congratulate him. And Bryson is there in a beat Europe t-shirt. And I just was like, <laughs> yes, I, I missed that. Oh my God. So good. I yeah. That. I want Bryson and tiger. Okay. That's a good one. And I think that's the one that everyone's talking about is, is, is pretty likely those guys we've, we've seen over the last few months, a lot of them together. We've seen a lot of articles and stories about, um, their relationship growing. And uh, I think it, it helps that Bryson won two out of the four FedEx cup events. So he's really hot going into the Ryder cup and obviously so is tiger. So that makes it a lot more fun. Um, I was debating in my mind, whether I want to see tiger and Bryson more or tiger and Patrick Reed more, because I, I think it's kind of similar for Patrick Reed. He's a very fiery guy. Obviously he loves tiger. Like, he he openly is like, yeah, I wear I wear the exact same outfit on Sundays as Tiger does because Tiger's rad and I want to be rad too. So <laughs> like, I think that would be kind of fun. And plus, you got like Patrick Reed's Ryder Cup legacy out there, so the story's not just Tiger. It's like I want to see Tiger and I want to see Patrick Reed. So like having them together would be would be pretty cool. But I don't know if I'd be able to handle it if they lost their match. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure. 
Yeah, you would be too emotionally invested in that pairing to uh, deal with a defeat if it happened. Yeah, I just have, I don't know what it is. I have such bad, like, vibes about, like, I just feel like every time there's a dream pairing that's put together, they lose. Every time, like, somebody who's been playing awful steps out there, they win. Like, Rory, when he, quote-unquote, overslept for his tea time, which there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there of what really happened. But, um, you know, it's like all the odds are stacked against him. He gets to the course 10 minutes early, and then he, I don't know, I think he won. I know he won his match, and he might have won it easily. But um, just stuff like that where I feel like the opposite of what you think is going to happen always happens in the Ryder Cup. So, like, Tiger and Bryson would probably lose, like, seven and six or something (laughs) against Sergio. (laughs) Yeah, Sergio and Phil, I hope they play each other, and it's like whoever breaks 80 is going to win that singles match. They're both playing so bad right now. Seriously. Um, I... This is this is the most excited I've been for a Ryder Cup in a while. Uh, I think you're getting a lot of top players who are also on their games, which is exciting. Uh, DJ is back to number one, by the way. Rose was, yeah, I, I saw that. Rose was number one. From <laughs> I mean, DJ beat Rose in the tournament today, but yeah, Rose won the FedEx. I mean, who cares? It's all FedEx Cup stuff and nonsense. So. Um, that's besides the point. I think as far as the Ryder Cup is concerned, I'm just really interested to see what ultimately happens because six months ago, the narrative was, oh man, Europe, that team is going to be tough. Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm, uh, Rory, I I just don't know how U.S. is going to compete. And here we are, four days away, I looked the U.S. is almost a two-to-one favorite in Vegas right now over Europe. In Europe, like you said, Tiger Woods has only won. You said this in the last podcast, and I challenged you. I looked it up. Tiger Woods has only won one Ryder Cup in his career. Like as a player, yeah. As a player, yeah. I mean, the U.S. really traditionally struggles, especially in Europe. Um, I just don't know why people think just because you know Tiger Woods is playing really well. Sure, Tiger Woods does not have a great Ryder Cup record. He has a good Ryder Cup record, but it's not like he's been a dominant player, someone like Ian Poulter or Monty back in the day. He just doesn't have that record. And I really think it's foolish, like totally impartially. I think Europe is probably going to win because until I see the U.S. go out there and do it, um, I'm going to think Europe has a better chance to win the thing. It's just crazy how the narratives change so much. And I think a lot of that is based on Tiger because, as our last segment proved, when, we, when it comes to Tiger, we get really irrational with everything. Yeah, and that's the fun. But I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is it is a road game. Um, it's a road game for the United States, and I don't think it's going to be easy for those guys just to show up in Paris and think that uh, because they're better, they're going to win. And Justin Rose, that's surprising to me that he dropped out of the top spot. Uh, I mean, it is, but it isn't. I know that that all those formulas are are, are really weird. Um, but he he's been very impressive, despite his seventy three today. I think is what he shot. Um, he has been impressive in I think winning the FedEx Cup. As much as we talk about how lame it is, proves that he's been doing it over the course of the season. He, he was number one for a minute. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. And, and I'm telling you, Rory scares with how bad Rory's been playing. He scares me that he's just going to break out and like do what he's exactly what he's not supposed to do and like go for no and who knows so um yeah it's interesting that you you think you say you think europe's gonna win um if i had to bet right now like straight up i'd probably say usa i i I think i think we're gonna bring it home joe but um i don't think it's gonna be easy by any stretch of the imagination 
like I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. I'm not going to root for Europe just for the sake of trying to be right. I just no, no one's accusing you of that. <laughs> I just I just want to see it happen. I I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun either way. I think it'll be close. I don't think either team's going to run away with it. I think it's very evenly matched. But yeah, it should be a lot of fun, and it's it's starting very soon. It's this week. Like starts Friday. To 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 your point on Rory, how often do we see in team sports where a team plays poor? or loses maybe, you know, in, in pretty bad fashion, they come back and their lights out. Like you never want to get a team when they just play really poorly. And you probably don't want to have Rory after he gets blown off the course by tiger. Like he's going to be super motivated at the Ryder cup. That's the last competitive round he's going to have before the Ryder cup. So I totally agree with your point there, Nick. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Ryder Cup. I don't know. I haven't looked at the times, but like it's it's obviously gonna be one of those weird things where uh since it's taking place in Paris, it's gonna be like for you on the West Coast, it's probably gonna be like one AM tea times. Um I'm not sure yet, but I I'm pretty excited to to follow that action. Yeah, I got a I got a golfing weekend coming up in Seattle, so I would assume the guys I'm with, it's probably not good. We're probably not going to catch the end of matches. I think we'll probably stay up to catch them teeing off in the front line <laughs> and fall asleep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but it's, it, yeah, it's going to it's, it's be a lot of fun. Nick, um, you want to give some props to uh, a Muni out in Connecticut? I do, Joe. Um, I got to, sorry, I got to. <laughs> so the other day I went down to Fairfield, Connecticut to watch my wife's soccer team play. And when I was looking up the directions, like the night before on where this soccer field was, uh, I noticed it was right next to a golf course. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll go play some golf there. But like, given the time that I left and what time the game was and traffic and everything, I, I wasn't going to have time for a round, but I still had like an hour and a half, two hours to kill. So I went to go see if they had a range, if I could, you know, just hit a bucket of balls. So drive into the course and I passed a driving range on my way into like the driveway of the course, like in the middle of the course, the driving range. So pull up to the pro shop just to ask him like, do you buy balls up here? Do you buy balls out there? Like, is it, you know, do you, do you take cards? Do you have to buy a coin? You know, you kind of get the lay of the land. Cause I had no idea anything about this course. I didn't even know if it was a public course. I knew nothing. So anyways, he's like, yeah, it's cash only. Uh, you know, you can buy your balls out there. And I was like, oh man, like I don't have any cards. Can I buy like a, a ball marker and get cash back and so he's like oh let me let me check so he just goes back and like to the little office and comes back and opens the drawer just hands me a five dollar bill and i was like you need me to buy something and he's like no 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 it's just it's just your lucky day like my manager said to, to just give you five dollars for a bucket of balls what <laughs> i'm like what he's like yeah enjoy good luck so um wow it, i know it was um fairchild wheeler golf club in Fairfield, Connecticut. So I want to, I want to give them some props for just, uh, you know, doing the right thing. Give me, give me a bucket of balls when I, when I just wanted to hit the range, but didn't have any cash and it's a cash only, uh, range. And I went out there and I went to the the driving range and it's, it's a first tee course. Like they've got first tee signage all over the place and like camps and clinics for, for, for the youngins introduce them to the game. So I thought that was really cool. And, um, you know, they're obviously doing the right thing for people who are just trying to, swing a golf club and, and grow the game. So uh, props to them. That's really nice. I can't believe they just gave you five bucks like that. I know. Nick. He literally just handed me five dollars out of the drawer. I'm like, what if I was, what if I just like went, went home with their five dollars? <laughs> I was never going to do that, but I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this just feels so wrong that he's just like taking money out of the drawer and handing it to me for, for, for nothing, <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, that was really nice of them. 
Um, all right. So this next one comes from Soren Jacobson. He asks a question about Jin, which is, you know, the service that provides handicap indexes. So I don't know the answer to the question Soren asked. Did do you know the answer to this or are we just gonna speculate? No, we're just gonna say like what you would do. So Soren oh. tweeted, and it's funny because like I, I put that like Soren asked this question as if like he's submitting questions to at the turn that he wants to answer. <laughs> no, I'm just like trolling Twitter and I'm like, oh, here's a question, we'll answer this on Twitter. He had he he didn't rope us into this at all. But Soren asked, um, hashtag gin question. Course has front to back red, white, blue, and black tees. I started and played the first five holes from the blues, but was playing really well and wanted to push myself. Oh, a subtle brag there. No big deal. <laughs> wanted to push myself a bit, so I played the rest from the blacks. My assumption is that I post nothing. He, he's referring to like what you post for your handicap score and your gin, if you're not, if you're not uh, familiar with that. What are your thoughts? Hashtag golf. Um, so, I mean, I've never done this, and I've never been tempted to to play the back tees after I started my first five holes. <laughs> but I would still post a score. I would probably post it um, from the back tees. Don't you think? He played 13 holes from the back. No, you got to, if you, I would say yes post, but I think you have to post from the forward tees that you played any holes on. So in Soren's case, because he played the first five from the blue, 13 from the back, uh, you got to post the blue T score. Because it's it's less good for your handicap. It's basically what you're... It, it makes you less of a sandbagger. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. exactly. I mean, you you need to... If, if you're going to do this, you have to err on the side of it hurting you as opposed to helping you. Like, if I played the whites for five T's, and then move back to the blue for 13. And then I posted my score from the blue. Like say say on the whites, I was two under for the first five. And then I was like six over from the blue the rest of the day. Well, that score is going to look really good to my handicap. And it's going to like right. taint my, my index. It's not going to be right. Now, I will say, and I don't know if you've noticed this. I noticed this at, at more and more courses. They do like a combination T. So you can do like. Instead of playing the black, you can play black blue, and they tell you on the card each hole which tee you're supposed to tee off on, and then they have like a combo. So if you want to do in between the full yardage and the second tees back, you can do that. Well, all the courses I play are nine hole courses, so they're, they're by <laughs> default like combo. Like if you play eighteen, you're supposed to do like nine from the nine from one set, nine from another set. So yeah, I am very familiar with that concept. <laughs> Have you ever been tempted to move back when you were playing a good round? No. I mean, I can't even, I mean, like, you seem to play golf, Joe. Like, when have I ever had, like, such a good round going? I'm like, I need to make this harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's interesting. I'd like to ask Soren what he was shooting through five holes because it's almost like if he was, if like, let's just say he got off to his dream start. He was four under through five. Like, at that point, you want to stick with that round because you're playing so well from the blues. Like, oh man, we're going to shoot in the 60s. So let's keep it going. Or was he like even or like one over? I I, I guess the scenario is confusing to me <laughs> in, in which why he would want to do this. Like, I'm I'm interested. I'm not I'm not judging him for it. I Every golfer should do what the hell they want to out there. I, I just don't know myself that I would do that. 
he does post every once in a while about like his game. Like he'll post like uh, screenshots of his like if you like all the apps these days. Like it shows exactly where you shot and your yardage and everything. He'll post those and um, dude's a pretty good golfer. Yeah, he is. Um, and of course, the second guest ever on the At the Turn podcast, um, Nick. I have uh, one more topic today, unless you had something else. I don't have anything else. No, let's uh, let's hear it. So, kind of an up and down weekend for Justin Johnson. <laughs> Had a good finish uh, on in the, the course championship. The course. Well, better on the course than off the course. So, I mean, this is what you come to at the turn for the seedy side of golf, right? So, Dustin Johnson, number one in the world, but is he single again, Nick? The rumors are yeah. flying. Oh, he he definitely is. He most definitely is. He most. Wait a minute. So you're saying he most definitely well, is single? I, that's what I think. Or is he? Maybe he's not single. Maybe that other lady uh, snuck into his life. <laughs> Which <laughs> but one? I think him and Paulina, Miss um, <laughs> Gretzky. Uh, it, it seems like. I mean, I, I'm assuming our listeners know it's been like a week or two since Paulina deleted every Instagram picture that had Dustin Johnson in it, <laughs> and. Um, the rumors have been flying. Will she be at the Ryder Cup? What's going on? Was it like a professional move for her modeling career? And then it was like, no, no, this definitely seems personal. And then there was like some some golf girl, I don't even know what her background is, came out and was like, no, me and Dustin Johnson are just friends, which is like super suspicious because who, who comes out and like denies something yeah. that they're not being accused of <laughs> unless they're guilty of it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, okay, so the update this week is that Paulina posted an Instagram story from her bed listening to a song called I'd Be Jealous 2. Uh, so really, really coded nonsense from Paulina. The gal that you're referring to, she is referred to in this article. Wow, what a title. <laughs> California socialite and golf enthusiast <laughs> Yassi Safie was at the center of the couple's issues uh, Safi's quoted as saying, I'm sure he's a great person, but we do not have a close friendship. I've never met Paulina Gretzky and don't know the Gretzky family, but again, I'm sure they're great people. And Dustin put out this weird tweet saying every relationship has its ups and downs. These two have two kids together. They've been engaged for five years, Nick. Five years they've been engaged. That's not a good sign. There's a movie called, is it called The Five-Year Engagement? It, there's a movie about a five-year engagement movie, and, yes. and not about how good it is to be engaged for five years. <laughs> yeah. The message how is I not be engaged for five that. years. Right. I mean, everyone, look, I'm not judging. If you want to be engaged, be engaged. Like that, That's your deal. Like, I don't think people can do whatever they want, but usually when you're engaged for five years, it means something didn't quite go according to plan. Somehow Paulina Gretzky is only 29 to me, which is amazing as well, because it seems like she's been in our lives for a long time with all this. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, she's been engaged to Dustin Johnson for five years, which means she's been airing on your TV on Golf Channel for more than five years. <laughs> uh, well, Nick, that is that is that is all I have. I guess let's just let's just wrap up and say congrats to Tiger Woods on win number eighty. Yeah, September twenty third, twenty eighteen. From now on, your life will be known as like. Before Tiger got his 80th win, 
and after Tiger got his 80th win. Like, like we live in a different world now. We we literally we live in a different world. Tiger got his win. He's back. The comeback is. I I don't even know if you can say it's complete because like oh he he's back him. baby it's complete. Yeah, but like he could do so much more. That's that's the whole enticement. Like he could do so much more. Like is the comeback? He's definitely all the way back, but like there's so much more to be written. Oh my god. It's after Tiger got his 80th win. We've entered a new world, Joe, and I can't wait to see what else this world has in store. <laughs> Is it April yet? Get me to April, for God's sake. I know. Sakes. I just want to skip the next, what, <laughs> seven months? It's so long. It's so yeah. long from now until the next major. Our Tiger Talk's going to go back to, like, the pattern he refelted his pool table with. <laughs> Oh, man, much different Tiger talk in uh, the fall of 2018 than in the spring of 2017. I tell you that much. Yeah, well, um, that's all I got, Joe. We got Ryder, all right. Ryder Cup week coming up, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Ryder Cup week coming up. Nick referenced the Tiger Woods book. We'll have to put a date in the book club that we're going to get that started. By the way, um, I, I got to tell you this. So the guy that I want to have on for the book club, Corbin Smith. Uh-huh. He came on. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I host a uh, 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 local TV show for the Blazers. And he came on because he's an NBA writer. And boy, let me tell you, Corbin's got some energy. He is going to be tough to rein <laughs> in, but I think he's going to be a great guest on Tiger Woods. He has some strong opinions about Tiger. He didn't like it very much. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be so much fun. Gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm like halfway through the book. I'm, I'm doing my best. But, you know, it's like I said on the last episode, like we lead busy lives. But this isn't the only thing we do. I was thinking I was thinking we would do it like in November. Like once we hit the off season, need some stuff to talk about. Let's get like a soft November date for the folks that want to okay. join us on the book club. We'll all talk about it together. Love it. All right, everybody. Hey, happy Tiger Woods Day. Enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Vice Golf is the presenting sponsor. Promo code TURN to get your free shipping anywhere in the United States. Nick, man, it feels good, doesn't it? Until next time, Joe. See you, buddy. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.